This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Welcome to another episode of Tort Talk, and this is, of course, the show that's put on by Gross and Schuster, well, specifically Terrence Gross, who joins me, Paul Stadden, in the studio every single week to talk about something legal that you need to know, whether you live locally, whether you live regionally, whether you live nationally, these are the law things that, well, apply to you. Uh, a surprising number of times, it's pretty applicable to everybody. So take a listen. Today we're going to be talking about case evaluation. I'm assuming, Terrence, that this is going to be about when you have to evaluate the case of somebody who comes to you and needs you to represent them. Or should I just stop assuming things and let you explain what it means? No, you're absolutely correct. And, Yay! Uh, ding, ding, ding. Good. Happens all the time, but it's it's so funny because people give you generic uh you know, a couple tidbits and think you're like a computer chip and give a number. Uh, in fact, you know, I, I, I run cases by my uh, kids a lot and they, who are my partners and likewise, but they give me a lot of information. But every now and then I'll go to a cocktail party and one of my buddies or acquaintance will pull me over on a couple drinks. And they'll say, listen, my wife got in a car wreck about three months ago. Her neck hurts. What do you think that's worth? <laughs> and I just want to laugh. <laughs> okay. I just want to laugh. Because now, now it's just changed this scenario a little bit. So now let's pretend I'm a doctor, okay. I'm a medical doctor, and Paul comes to me at a cocktail party. Says my wife's been having stomach pain for the past three months. What do you think that is? <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, is it a gallbladder? Is it appendix? Is it gas? Is it her ovaries? Is does she have cancer? You don't know till you do testing. Right. You know. So you got to do ultrasounds, X-rays, and 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 blood tests and see what the heck it is. Well. Car accident cases, it's not like I hurt my neck and they're all worth the same. Invariably, I get lots of accidents where there's the daddy, the mommy, and a couple kids in the car and they all get injured. All those cases will probably settle for different amounts. Same mm -hmm. lawyer, mm -hmm. same accident, but different amounts. I'll give you the best example ever. About two years ago, there was a family on vacation from New Orleans. So we had the dad, the mom, and, and the and the kid. Well, the kid was a soccer dude, okay? So he's, mm. he's 13 or four years old, 14 years old. He went to the ER and probably went to the chiropractor two or three times. That was it. Returned to playing uh, high school uh, soccer. Hmm. So that ain't much of a claim. Right. So good for him, and he's made of rubber and whatever. And I settled that case, I'll tell you, for 7500 which is a very small, meager settlement. Meanwhile, the mom is having problems. Uh, she uh, went mainly to a chiropractor, tried some acupuncture, maybe got one injection. Her MRI didn't show much. And after a while, we ended up selling her case for, for I think it was like $35,000. And then meanwhile, the dad who was driving the car, uh, and he actually... Uh, was a soccer coach. So he's one of these guys that, right. you know, most of these coaches are running around the fields and in really good shape. And he was that type of guy. <clears throat> and uh, he, he got an MRI. He had a herniated disc in his back, multiple, multiple injections. And we ended up selling that case close for to $100,000. Wow. So three people, same accident, all different values. But on the day that they came in, I could never have distinguished. Let me tell you one more quick story, because this will really bring it home. Ooh, okay. About 10 years ago, there were these realtors, uh, husband and wife, that got rear-ended. And um, 
They're in a car. They had a Jeep Liberty. And if you remember a Jeep Liberty, is it's the little SUV that's got mm-hmm. the tire, external tire. Yep. So there wasn't a whole lot of damage to their vehicle. Didn't even look like there was damage. But they probably had some kind of springing action, some G-forces that would cause them injuries. So they came in. They were really nice, really genuine. My read was they weren't that injured. Okay. But I took the cases anyway. They were nice people. <clears throat> so they see the chiropractor. And after six months, they come in for an update. And the man starts talking to me. He says, just settle my case for wherever you want. I don't care. And I go, well, what do you mean? He says, well, I haven't seen the chiropractor in two months. I'm totally better. I don't hurt at all. I'm not going to go to the chiropractor to build a case. You know, I'm just not that type of person. And we and we actually only settled that case for $5,700, a very small settlement for me. Meanwhile, the wife says, I'm having the reverse problem. Hmm. I can't even hold a cup of coffee anymore. It, it, My hand is getting weak. It's getting numb. I said, ma'am, you need an MRI of your neck. So we get an MRI of her neck. She's got a full-blown disc herniation. She ends up in surgery. And obviously that case went for six figures. But the day I met them, I could not have discerned who was hurt worse. I, would have, I wouldn't have said, oh, her case is going to be much better than his. I had no idea, not a clue. So I usually take these cases and we see. And it's like the scale of justice. If you get a lot better, great for you, bad for the case. And if you don't do well, and some people don't, and they get worse, bad for them, uh, unfortunately good for the case. Yeah. Well, this call is a good callback then to our previous episode where we talked about documenting after a crash, you know, because the, or an accident, because this is why you have to do that. Life gets way, way, way worse. Was if she had just given that statement after she was done with the accident? Well, no, I'm fine. You can just go home. You know, it, like what would have happened if they played that in court? So, you know, this is why you should listen to all episodes of Tort Talk with Terrence Gross. Don't just start with this one. Go back to the previous ones too. So let's then talk about evaluating cases and where do you even start? Well, first of all, you don't start early. Okay. Uh, you, you, it, it, if there's enough coverage, now if there are small limits, some people there's just not much coverage. They go quickly, but presuming there's a big limit, we hold these cases. And in Florida, is different than most states because you have to prove a permanent injury. Uh, in Florida, that's required for pain and suffering. Mm. So there is a term out there, uh, MMI, maximum date of medical improvement where the person, where the doctors are saying, this is good as you're going to get. You're not going to get any better. You may need treatment in the future, but really no no amount of treatment is going to make you better. And and usually it depends on the physician, but that's usually about one year post-accident. So invariably, I settle very few cases in the first year because I'm waiting for MMI. And then I wait to see what these doctors are. Then we start looking at the medical bills. How much do you owe? Because if you only owe $2,000, then Paul's going to get a lot more money when we settle because there's not much uh, coming out of the settlement other than attorney's fees. But if Paul owes a lot of money in medical bills, well, the cost of poker goes up. Mm. And I would tell you this, that insurance companies are inherently bean counters. When I say bean counters, so they don't like it, but they bills are tangible. If you owe 22,000 in bills, 
they know that's a problem. They know that they're stuck on that. And sometimes, you know, adjusters argue, well, I think the doctors charge too much. I said, I don't really care what you think. Everybody knows medical bills are too high, but I'm not going to go to the doctor and say, you, the adjuster thinks you charge too much. So uh, you need to take less. So, so invariably they're stuck with them and they know that most juries, the average juror, if you get rear ended and you owe 22,000, 99% 99% of all the juries are going to award you those bills. When you get to pain and suffering, that's where it's tougher. That's where it's tougher. And it just all depends. Every now and then you'll get somebody. Like every, I hate to get down on couch potatoes, but every now and then I'll, I'll represent a couch potato. And basically, you know, they do whatever job they do. They come home and they play video games and watch TV. And when you get injured like that, there's the effect of their life is it's just de minimis right. where some of these people are triathletes and this and the, I, I can't I can't golf anymore I used to golf I had my buddies we had golfing groups I was in three different golfing groups and we after the golf we'd have a beer and tell stories and jokes and laugh and now you don't do any of that and I might he says I've even thought about going to meet them afterwards but it's not the same because they're talking about the golf and what they did on on the par three number nine hole and I can't play it's too painful for me to even go to drinks with these guys mm-hmm. so I, I hear it loud and clear i try to present it to the insurance companies it usually falls in deaf ears truthfully Mm -hmm. and sometimes we just have to get litigation maybe their lawyer he'll appreciate it more because the lawyer is the one that's got to evaluate uh things as they go to court so i'll tell you this adage and i tell this to my clients all the time if i think i'm going to win your case in court i want more money Mm. if i think i may lose your case in court i'll take less money Mm. I mean, it's a it's mm-hmm. a common sense mm-hmm. and that's what drives these cases and and also the person so there's all kinds of things i had a client that got irate with me and, and here's his story he got convicted as a young man for first degree murder served 30 years wow in the penitentiary and then got paroled out and then got rear-ended had the neck injury and i'm representing i'm trying to settle and i brought it up i knew i was trying to be tactful but i said uh you know, uh, the fact that you've been in prison and all that, that's kind of going to work against us. And he went off of me. I paid my time. Right. It's, it's a clean slate. I said, sir, you may think that, but under the rules of evidence in Florida, they are allowed to ask you, have you been convicted by felony and how many times? And this guy had numerous felony counts, uh-huh. numerous felony. Condi- and I said, if you don't think that's going to affect adversely a jury, then I'm sorry. So if you were a nun on the way home from the convent and get rear-ended versus the convicted uh, felon, so I'm not saying we'll take the case, but you have to factor in how it plays out. And and if you've got a very honest, articulate client, it's probably going to play out a lot better. Um, can I give you another quick story? Please. I'm all, because it, it's, that's, I, that's what my life's all about. So about 15 years ago, I was representing these two ladies. They're about the same age, same, they're seen by the same doctors, similar injuries. Both were state farm, both, both policies. Uh, the defendants had 50,000 limits. I sued on both cases simultaneously. Now these ladies had nothing to do with each other, separate accidents. They just had the common denominator that each defendant had 50 and I couldn't settle, so I had to sue them both about the same time. And we got the same lawyer. So lady number one was a local business lady, kind of tough, kind mm-hmm. of a tough, mm-hmm. sharp mm-hmm. cookie. 
and very articulate. Mm. And this lawyer had been known to push people around. Kind of, he, he would take a deposition, uh. try, yeah, whatever. So he gets into the deposition with her, and he tries to push this way, doesn't work. This lady stonewalled him and was beautiful. I mean, just every answer was rung with truth. And within weeks, he paid me the 50000 There you go. The next lady was a very nice lady, but she was a housewife, a bit of a mouse, very timid, probably mm. never went out at all. And in um, taking her deposition, by the end of her deposition, if he had asked her, isn't it true you're really an axe murderer? She probably would have said yes. So thank no. goodness her husband was there because her husband was there watching the deposition. So when that lawyer left, she looks at me, how did I do, Mr. Gross? And I said, uh, you didn't do very well. And I thought the husband was going to get mad at me. And he goes, Mr. Gross is right. And he started naming some of the things I saw. She she just gave away the farm. She says, well, I'll, I'll do better at trial, I said, ma'am, if you can't do well at a deposition where there's no jury, right. no judge, how in the world do you think you're going to do better at trial? And we sell her case for 25000 But yet the oh. injuries seem to be same, same company, but I, I really got that sinking feeling. I said, man, I, I don't want to take this lady to court. Right, and, right. And and, uh, and so forth. So but there's so many different ingredients uh, that go on. The doctors, some doctors are wishy-washy. I used to take mm. a, uh, this doctor, you take his deposition, and when I'm asking him questions, he's agreeing with me. Then the insurance company lawyers start uh, asking questions. You start agreeing with him. Mm. And a jury can pick up on that. So if you get a wishy-washy doctor, that's not going to play well in court either. Right, right. Well, let's let's talk about let's close actually. Sure. With then, I think my final question will be: What can I or somebody else do to kind of understand building a case better? What can we, can we read? Can we research about these kinds of things so that we understand then from our perspective as you're trying to represent us in court and the things you're trying to find out? You know, what is it that we can do to basically assist you in making sure we get a good settlement? Uh, Really, not read anything to speak of. That's not going to help you. I think is picking the right lawyer. You okay, pick okay. the right lawyer. Listen to the lawyer because mm. the lawyer and and mo if the lawyer's good, they're going to talk about the weaknesses and strengths. Because I do that all the time. This is good. This is bad. This is good. This is bad. So. You know, it, it's just, it's a process. It's very arbitrary. There is no mm. science. So getting back to the way we started this thing, you know, you, you, there is no number for whiplash. I settle right. them for 10000 I settle them for 100000 I settle them for three 300000 if they had surgery or more. So every case is different. They're like snowflakes. Every mm. person's different. Some people have pre-existing conditions. Some don't. Uh, and it's just so many variables, many, many variables. I haven't talked about all of them, but just a few. I really appreciate this opportunity. Well, thank you so much for coming in and doing the show, Terrence. We love getting tort talk out to you. So don't forget, there are a lot of other episodes of this show up already that you can listen to. And if this is your first one, well, what are you doing? Go back and listen to the other ones, too. They're all really good. And don't worry, we're going to come back to you next week with another episode of Tort Talk. Thank you so much for joining me, Terrence. How can people get a hold of you before we go? 850 434-3333 or visit us on the web at grossandschuster.com. All right. Thank you so much, Terrence. Thanks. Thanks.